Hello, and welcome to the Productions Plus podcast. Productions Plus is a SAG-AFTRA franchise and the largest full-service talent agency in the Midwest. On this podcast, we will talk with company execs, agents, talent about the industry, the art, and everything in between. Thank you for joining us. Marjorie Krebsky-Dozy. I am the founder of Productions Plus, and I am your podcast host for the Productions Plus podcast. And my guest is Laura Voss. Laura, welcome to our Productions Plus podcast. Thank you, Marjorie. It's very exciting to be a part of a new venture with Productions Plus. Well, why not? Laura, you have been with Productions Plus a while as a supervisor manager on the auto show floor, but... Before we talk about that, let's talk about you and your background and how you got here. Sure. When I first auditioned for Productions Plus, I had never been to an auto show. I really hadn't even heard of an auto show. I was busy doing musical theater and regional theater jobs in and around New York City. And another young woman that I catered with suggested coming in for this audition. She'd seen it in backstage Neither one of us knew what it was, and I went and (laughs) had an interview, and that led to many years of happiness being a part of an auto show team. Do you remember that interview? I I think I was there. Yes. So there were multiple steps. The initial uh, sort of vetting interview was with someone else from the office, just to meet and greet, I'm sure, to just find out, do you actually look like your headshot? Mm -hmm. And can you string a sentence together? And then there was a secondary interview with you and with someone else from Productions Plus, and then finally a third interview with a client. So different than how the audition process works now, we did a cold read of a script, but it was much more informal. Mm -hmm. The teams were smaller. Our season was not as robust as it is now in terms of work days. So it was a little more intimate, I think, and a lot less high tech than today's audition process, for sure. Yes, everything is high tech now. Yes, Yes. And, and it was it was the job I thought I would do for a year or two just to take a break from auditioning because I was getting burned out of the constant grind of musical theater auditions and thought, well, this might be did fun. Did you do a lot of touring shows in your background? I did regional shows, so okay. typically staying one place. Mm-hmm. Before I moved to New York, I did some bus and truck tours, but once I got to New York, it was usually either in Connecticut or out on Long Island or... Philadelphia, sitting down for a month or two doing a show. And you're a resident of New York City. I am. Manhattan. I live in Hell's Kitchen, yes. Okay. I can see the ball drop New Year's Eve from the roof of my building. Well, you don't need to rent an expensive hotel room. No. You've got it right there. I have a small apartment, but I am right (laughs) in the heart of everything, yes. So what is your education background? My degree is in music performance and vocal performance, so I'm a classically trained singer, and I moved to New York to sing and dance and with aspirations of being on Broadway. That may still happen at some point. Of but course, of course. Right now, I'm, I'm busy doing other things. So take us through that journey of when you started as a newbie on the auto show floor to where you are now. Well, when you first start, I think there's a lot of concern about just learning what you need to learn product-wise, yes, yes. understanding what you're talking about. Some people come to this job already having much more knowledge about vehicles and the industry than I did. I knew 
absolutely nothing. I could tell you it was a blue car or a red car, and that would be about it. I wouldn't have even known the terminology for a sport utility vehicle versus a car. So in the course of your, your first season, that's sort of the growing pain season of figuring out how to travel, following the wardrobe look sheets, figuring out that being on time is being early in a group situation. Right. Yes. And learning the product and just understanding you'll be given the tools at training and then throughout the year to study and answer questions. You hear a lot of the same questions. So once you've answered those three or four times, you surprise yourself with, oh, I know that. I don't And you became a gearhead. Yes, absolutely. You could call yourself a gearhead now. I you absolutely can talk could. Car. I can tell people that I work in a STEM industry too for, you know, my daughter, my son to talk about like, yes, mom actually works with like science and technology and the automotive industry. And I can tell you how a fuel cell vehicle works. It's crazy. I never thought I would know this much about any of this, but you do through osmosis or purposefully you learn things. Well, I think when you're on auto show floor and the public comes in and you have the same questions day in and day out, you do become an expert on those answers. Yes. And they're usually about the top 10 questions that people want to know. That is absolutely correct. It tends to be the same questions. And then once you've been on the team for a while, when mm-hmm. someone comes with a really obscure question, then you're the person that they bring that, that customer they, they to. <laughs> so what do you do now? You're a supervisor manager. Yes. So uh, the growth pattern typically goes from new product specialist to becoming a narrator where you're presenting the vehicles. Some of us get to do specialty shows in the automotive mm-hmm. performing environment. And then team captain or supervisor. So for those who do theater, it's similar to like equity dance captain in some ways. You're mm-hmm. helping make sure that things run correctly working with both the display company, the talent, on-site staff, making sure narrations are happening when they need to happen. The floor is properly staffed. People are spread out. Lunch breaks happen at the appropriate time. Giveaways are stocked. The turntables are working. So sort of a little bit production stage manager, a little bit team mom, and then a lot just kind of making sure the wheels are all turning as they should be. And you're a role model for the, all the new product specialists. Oh, that's nice of you to say. I hope so. Yes, I hope, you are. I hope I show them that they can find a home and a career here. Mm-hmm. Again, not something I ever thought that I even knew anything about would be an opportunity for me. And it's turned into a wonderful chapter of my life that has been going on for a long time. Now, you live in New York City. You're married. You have two children. How do do you balance this job with family life? The nice thing about this type of work, I'm gone for a chunk of time. I'm working concentrated hours. And then when I'm home, I have mostly complete freedom to be with my kids, with my family. The PTA president at my daughter's school. And it, it gives you a lot of free time if you're, you know, able to figure out that balance. It's not necessarily a job where you are punching a clock nine to five every day during certain times of the year we're working a lot. And then certain times of the year we have the ability to have our own time. That's one thing I really like about this too, Mm -hmm. that when I have downtime, I can be with my family, whether it's my kids or, or my dad. Oh, great. Now, you've been working on the auto show floor 23 years. I'm sure you have had lots of experiences, and you've run into a lot of people. You have, of course, all the personalities that you must manage. Yes, for sure. There are on, a lot of characters. <laughs> yes, on uh, not only who are working the floor, but also who come into the display. So do you have any cool stories or any interesting oh, stories so, about road so many road. so many funny things happen some of our team winds up sort of having fans at certain shows oh, too that will come okay. in and ask for them too one of our teammates used to have a gentleman in cleveland who would cook 
whole meals and show up with the like, dinner <laughs> the <Right>. containers <laughs> of food looking for her. A lot of my, I think my favorite stories pertain to the ability to help people when they come in, yes. especially yeah. female consumers who start off the conversation oftentimes with, I know this is a stupid question, but, and they've never had the chance to really ask the questions that they have because they're concerned that they're going to feel less than or someone's going to talk down to them. It's very empowering at work as a woman on the auto show floor to spend the time with the person who's probably making that final buying decision yes. for her family and answer everything for her and make her feel like, I, this was great. Thank you so much. No one's ever taken the time to do this. And now I feel good about taking the next step in my buying process or in anything. That would certainly make you feel good. Yes. And I think the industry standard is women really make decisions on over 60% of automotive sales. Yes. Is that correct? I think that is correct. That the, the even, if, even if the male counterpart is doing the shopping, the person who makes the decision in the end is typically the female head of the household. Yes, we will take this one, sweetheart. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I like that. That looks good to me. And that lovely person there answered all my questions and didn't make me feel silly for having them in the first and place. And I like the color and the interior is beautifully designed. Yes. And the car looks like a piece of sculpture. So, okay. That's right. In theory, you're living with your vehicle choice for a while. So it should be something that makes you Really Makes you happy, happy, really happy. For sure. And in, in, on many different levels, aesthetically, and also it's going to be great transportation. Yes. We forget sometimes, too, that we work in a really, a really special place. When you travel, like in Chicago, if I have friends that come to the show, they are sort of just awestruck and dumbfounded by what they see. The sheer spectacle of it, of the lights and the music, and now the way that all the videos look, the wardrobe, how lovely and friendly everyone is. We take it for granted because it is it's our, it is it's our it workplace. Is. But it really is, it's a magical space to step into, and it's built, and then it goes away and goes someplace else, which is also pretty neat. It is a show. It's called The Auto Show, and right. it is a show. That's right. And it's not as expensive as Broadway, and it's interactive. You get to be on stage That's with right. the people. That's right. And it, and it is, it's it's your role for the day. You can be whomever you want to when you leave that floor. But when you're there, you're, you're playing the role of product specialist. So, yeah, yeah it's a cool gig. Well, Laura, thank you so much for joining us on our Productions Plus podcast today. You've been very interesting. My pleasure. And what, what a great career. And, and I'm sure an inspiration for so many people. I hope so. It's a wonderful opportunity. For some people, it will be a stepping stone. For others, it will be just the introduction to many years of a wonderful work opportunity. Well, continue on. Thank you so much. Thank you, Marjorie. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the Productions Plus podcast. Please follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at Productions Plus. We'll see you next time.